0: Hey, welcome back to the It's Not Normal, It's Toxic podcast. I am Dr. Heidi, your host and your toxic relationship awareness and healing specialist. My mission is to provide hope, healing, and freedom to those whose lives have been affected by toxic relationships, emotional abuse, or narcissistic abuse. Um, Today on the show, as promised, I have a guest, which we'll introduce her in just a second. A couple of announcements that Angela, my admin, gave me to announce is stay tuned for the advertising for the Ho Ho Hopeful webinar that's going to be coming up. Um, It'll be advertised on the coaching page on both Instagram and Facebook. We will also send out an email announcing when that webinar is going to be. Ho Ho Hopeful is a webinar that is about surviving the holidays with toxic people or people with narcissistic personality. Um, It it kind of explains why the holidays are not as merry as they should be and it helps you get a better understanding on how to deal with the holidays when you do have toxic people in your life. Uh, The other announcement is uh, the Freedom Me online coaching program will be ready for purchase the middle of December and right now we are taking pre-signups which will be a limited amount which will be offered at a discount price. Um, you signing up on the waiting list does not uh, lock you into purchasing. You will just be one of the first to get the email when it is released. So you can jump on the website, coachingwithdrheidi.com, and add yourself to the first to know um, email list for the Freedom Me online coaching. Um, Okay, so today, back by popular demand, um, I promised um, on the last podcast that we would have Melissa back. And for those of you who have listened to my podcast or have looked at the coaching page, you might already know who Melissa is. She is part of my team. And about maybe a month ago, we did a podcast from the road. It was called Country Road Take Me Home after I had gone to Ohio and met her grandpa and grandma and learned a little bit more about Melissa's upbringing. And I extended the invitation for people to send in questions about being raised by a toxic person or somebody who is emotionally abusive, or if you know somebody who is being raised by them, I had opened up the the um, messaging for questions. When I say messaging, that's actually just on the Facebook message, uh, but we did get quite a few questions. So rather than me pretend that I have firsthand knowledge of this, I actually asked Melissa to come back and she's here today hi Melissa hello thanks again um, for coming and we have what we've done is I've kind of taken from the questions that came in and she's put together some answers that may be specific to the people who who sent the questions in but also more broad for if you're just wondering about toxic relationships in general so um a little bit of background on Melissa she was maybe I should let you do this but um She was raised by a single mom and at age 14, she ended up um, blessed with the opportunity to go live with her grandpa and grandma because of the fact that her mom was very, very difficult to live with. And at the time, she didn't obviously diagnose her mom. She just knew that it was unhealthy. And me meeting Melissa years and years after this, you would never know because she has never allowed herself to be a victim and that is one thing that she will pride herself on because uh, her upbringing was a struggle and she has done fantastic. So um, again, Melissa is here and we're gonna talk about being raised or in an environment with toxic people. So Melissa, I know um, you've been on this before, so this is totally old hat, she's not even nervous. She's just (laughs) sitting here drinking coffee like it's no big deal. Um, One of the first questions that we had come in was, um, being raised by a toxic person, what is the what responsibility do I have as an adult child to a toxic person? And why do I feel so obligated to keep a toxic parent in my life?
1: All right. I think this is a very good question. And you hear this a lot. I think the obligation and guilt are two of the big um, reasons that you usually get. So... Definitely guilt. Definitely guilt and obligation. And, and again, my situation was a little on the severe side, so not everybody's going to have that. But I think what what we should do is is speak a little bit about obligation. Um, I think if there's, you know, you're just you hear from day one that oh, they're your parents. You need to do what they want. You need to do what they say. You just
0: you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. You wouldn't be
1: here if it wasn't for them. And and some of the things that you might might hear. Um, if you've ever heard any of these, but it's, you know, after everything I've done for you, you are ungrateful, you're selfish, it's your duty. And I think a lot of um, people that come from single-parent homes hear it's your duty, at least some of the people that I, that I know. Um, so that's very hard. So you're just, from a young age, you're told that this is how it is.
0: And so, I, th- I think with a single parent it's easier to allow yourself to feel guilty too, because after all, well, they are
1: doing it themselves right yeah and and talking about guilt, it goes hand in hand, I think, with the obligation um, guilt is a good one, some of the reaction you know growing up or people I have a very close person that grew up with a very guilt redden mother that would you know use these things, and it was often. You didn't say or do the right thing, so they would have a reaction. You didn't give me enough affection. Um, you have other interests and in friends. You know they want to have all your time. Which I'll, really,
0: I'll, as a parent, yes, is
1: you have their time th- anyway. They live with you, and you're not supposed to have anybody else. But
0: but as a as a parent, like me as a parent, you want your kids to have right. involvement. You want your kids to have friends. Where. Right.
1: You know, there's, there's a certain thing about being a parent, yep. at least I was always told, I only have you for so long. My job is to set you, to teach you the things that you need to know, and to set you out in the world so you can survive. Mm-hmm. I'll always love you, but you're not mine to keep. Right. You need to go find your own life. So that one's a little hard for me to mm-hmm. understand, you know, the possessive part of that. Right. The other one that I would get a lot and I still get from my own mother is, I'll be dead soon, so you won't have to worry about it after I'm, after I'm gone. Well, that makes you feel bad, right? Right. You feel kind of guilty. It's like, okay, you're doing all this, and now I'm the one that feels bad? And but. you know what is funny, too,
0: that you say that I'll be dead soon? They have no problem being super blunt. No, not it, And that might kind of have to do with the instilling fear, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's true. Time is limited. Yes. You now, know.
1: fear is one that I got a lot when I was growing up. You know, I was always fearful, of my mother because she was very explosive so I never knew an unpredictable and unpredictable probably. yes so I never knew what the next you know move was going to be or what was going to happen um, and I think as a young younger child you always want to make your parents happy so you're fearful of displeasing them and then when you get to be older it's kind of the still fit you know same thing you know, and they're always well. I'm I'm getting older, or you you need to do what I want because I'm getting older, and I won't spend be more time spend more time and, yeah. with me. And you know, so it, it is very hard, and you get a lot of those excuses that that they pull. But it's all it's all kind of emotional blackmail, right? In a way, you know, they're trying manipulation, to you, exactly. right? So I think fear, obligation, and guilt are the three biggies when you are dealing with a toxic parent.
0: Um, I think fear, obligation, and guilt are the really. biggie's when you're
1: dealing with the right, really, toxic person. but i think parents have a way of really digging it in. and
0: <laughs> and we might get to this in a, a couple of the further questions but i think as a child you just always want approval because they're your parents you always right. you always want to make your parents proud so Absolutely. you know it's that constant maybe this time it'll be good enough maybe if i try yeah. hard you know because
1: i know with my children the worst thing that i could say to them is if i say you know what you have really disappointed me and you can just see the look on their face, you know that yeah. is worse than anything else I could do to punish them, punish them for whatever they've done, you know so yeah, so you know, I, I think you're right, looking you at it really, from a kid's point, you're just mm-hmm. you really just want to make them proud.
0: Yeah. Um, one of the other questions that came in is, is there a way to have a relationship with them without letting them cause tension in your life, or kind of to follow that, is it okay to completely cut them off if you yes. can't have a tension free relationship
1: so that that one for me is a hard one to answer only because I think everybody feels a level of responsibility like differently for me my mother's she was always physically there, but emotionally she's very distant, mm-hmm. so I don't think for me i I do not feel like I am obligated to see her, but i'm or I'm obligated to still see her, but I'm not obligated to still put up with her actions. Right. So the tension and and I was saying earlier, you know, even just to have a conversation with my mother is very difficult. So when you have to go through your head, it's like a chess game. She said this, now how am I going to respond so
0: so that doesn't raise the tension. Doesn't raise yeah. the tension.
1: Um you definitely have to set up a boundary. For me, a lot of times she only calls when she wants to see the grandkids. Now, here's another one that goes back to the guilt. My mother came to me a few years ago, and she goes, well, I really know it's too late for us, but please don't take my grandchildren away. They're the only thing that I have. So they play on your, you know, Mm -hmm. you have feelings, right? They play on that. They know, but they also know, okay. So I put up with it, you put up with it, you put up with it, until finally you've got to the point where you're like, okay. You can come, but... You can't come for the amount of time you want to come you know you know that you and i can't get along that long so maybe you should only come for a long weekend and of course they don't like it they don't you know whatever but you definitely have to set your boundaries up and you have to be strong enough to do it which is not easy you know it's never been easy for me at least i can say that
0: um the boundaries thing is difficult with anybody but you just said something that made me think of some Thing else, so your your mom sends you a message that don't take the grandkids away from me. They're all I have. Yes, which this is the same woman that didn't realize that she was all you had.
1: Absolutely. When,
0: well, you know, growing yes. up, but that's just another example of mm-hmm. how they they use whatever emotion they yes. need to at the time to get what they. Yes, they because were.
1: and my mom's also has said before too that oh thank goodness you had your grandparents. I just don't know where you would be without them. And then you know in the same conversation. She's the best mother there ever was, and how lucky were you to have her? You know, yeah. so she's, you know, she has
0: issues. She just have to take what she says you, with a grain of salt. Right. But, yeah.
1: And so then, is it okay to completely cut them off? It is okay to completely cut them off. Now, for me, I will tell you, years and years and years of experience, but I would get headaches, stomach aches. I walk around on eggshells. Um, you know, even shaky, whenever I have to deal with them for a certain amount of time. So, you know, I think any time that your physical health is being affected by the by someone, mm-hmm. yes, it's absolutely you can cut them off. The other thing is too is they don't stop at you. You know, your right. family will be affected too and that's a very good podcast I have. Let's talk about the effects yeah. of family with you know, being married to a person with a narcissistic parent, parent. Yeah. right?
0: Um Actually, I I wasn't planning on saying this, but I just thought of it. Okay, Melissa and I have known each other for f- almost six years. Mm-hmm. And I believe she handles herself completely different with people. And this doesn't have anything necessarily to do with me. Um, the team here at Coaching with Dr. Heidi is just very supportive. But when I met you, you were... You have, you know, stomach aches all the time, headaches all the time. It seems like a lot of that type of stuff is not near as relevant.
1: No, and it, it, actually I, would, I was even just thinking of that before I came today to do this podcast. I think when you you meet someone that knows what you're going through, that you really start, and, and really this is all Dr. Heidi, you know, I I guess I'm plugging you, but for my own benefit, my own health, it has really been great finding you, Because then I have someone to talk to and to realize that, you know, these things that you're going through and the way you feel and this, if this happens and that happens, here's how you can handle it or, you know, work Mm -hmm. your way through it. So it's been a learning process for me. And I feel like in the last six years being here, I've really learned how to deal Mm -hmm. with it. Because before it was just getting walked all over, you know, and 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 just being in that constant stress. Yep. And and honestly,
0: we could always tell. (laughs) Yeah. When mom was coming, because yep. it was about three weeks out, mm-hmm. Melissa's and we might have talked about this a yes. little bit on the other podcast. You know,
1: three weeks before they get here, then it's the whole time they're, they're here. You're already worried, and then even after they leave, your body is just such on a shocking, yep. you know, whatever it takes you, you know, two months to get over it after they leave, and by the time the whole process is going, it's time for them to come for another visit, yeah. and it's just a constant,
0: yeah. And I didn't even mm-hmm. think of that, but but the, some of the stuff that you had going on when I met you. I don't hear anything about it anymore. So a lot of that was emotionally induced probably.
1: And I think, you know, doing what we do, I think I've just got to the point where, okay, I need to start implementing in my own life some of the things that, Mm -hmm. you know. That we teach. We're teaching other people.
0: Um, This is one thing that I know has bothered you, Mm -hmm. and this was one of the other questions. Uh, Somebody questioned in, I worry what others are going to think of me if I decide to cut communication. With my mom or with my dad, you know how am I supposed to deal with what people think if all of a sudden I quit right. corresponding with my parent
1: and again, a very hard one because they often people are seeing you you're you're i don't know like I'm a very caring person, and I always you know think about the other person and you know what is the right way to do things you know I was always taught by my grandparents that you know, you always maintain who you are and everything that you say or do, you have to say it with finesse or, you know, in a proper manner. So I always feel that the way that other people see you, you know, it's not, if they're telling somebody else that you're doing this and that, and that's not really how you are, it's very hard to hear that. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to to accept that. So this one has been very hard for me. You know, you're like, that's not the person I am and all these people are believing it. so, I think, and doc, this is a quote from Dr. Heidi, that how other people see you or... What other people think, think of, of you is none of your, your business, business. Which is something that you really have to learn. And you have to have thick skin. You do? Yes. You have to have very thick skin. And the thing is, is those people, they don't really know what's going on. Yeah. They're not there. Yeah, so they didn't just live have in your to, house growing up yeah, with you. Yeah, absolutely. They don't know the 40 years of, you know, what happened before mm-hmm
0: and i think um we talked about this a little bit on the fear one too about why we don't step out of bad situations and a lot of times it's because we don't we worry about what other people think but you know if they didn't if they didn't walk in your shoes they really have no room they have no idea yeah and and i say this time and time again people who haven't been through it don't understand it mm-hmm. so you kind of have to chalk it up to the fact that if they don't understand it that's not your problem either Um, You don't have to defend yourself, you know, and explain why you're cutting communication and, you know, what they did to deserve Mm -hmm. it. It's just, it's between you and the parent. Yep. And it's really nobody else's business.
1: Yeah. And for me, how I deal with it sometimes is if we are in a conversation and, you know, like I said before, I actually, she'll ask something or say something and I will, I will take a minute or two to answer because I'm literally having a conversation in my head on how I should answer because if I answer this way she's going to respond this way but maybe if I answer this way it'll be this way Mm -hmm. you just never know which way it's going it was trying to stay one step ahead right and it's very exhausting Um, no conversation we said earlier no conversation should be that exhausting whether it's your parents right your you know your spouse your friend you know it should just come natural and
0: conversation like that isn't communication anyway it's just made up. Um, This doesn't necessarily apply to you, but I do have another client and I want to mention this. You also need to know if you have siblings, your siblings are going to choose a different level of communication with the toxic parent than you do. So that also causes tension between you and your siblings because one has decided to cut the parent off and the other one isn't quite there yet so there's some guilt and then it causes right. tension so and the
1: other thing to that is too, the parents will often if they are truly very toxic I know exactly they will what play you're the golden child card there's always one of you that is never gonna do any wrong that they'll always put on the pedestal and they will use that you know against you
0: or they go back and forth, or if, they this go one, back and forth. if this child has cut them off yes. they you know go butter up yes. the other one and, and vice does, versa
1: and it will not stop with you if you have children they will even go to the grandchildren and do that if they can't get if they can't come between you and your sibling they'll try another way uh-huh. in my experience they will try mm-hmm. to go another way i have that. and and
0: because also. at the end of the day it is about controlling you yeah. regardless of you know whether mm-hmm. it's your kids or your spouse or your siblings that they're going yeah. through it's yeah because um, I yeah, there's that just reminded me of the other client that's struggling with the very same thing, um, and everybody, um, we have said this before too. You aren't going to leave, and you're not going to cut them off until until you're ready. So if you're ready, and say your sister or brother is not, you can't judge them. They they have to figure it out mm-hmm. on their own, which is the hardest thing to do. Is just let them figure it out on that's your, their own. It's extremely hard.
1: But you, know, but you know yeah. you figure, you had to figure it out too. Yes, it has been a long battle. And it wasn't until I was probably in my mid-30s when I finally started to, to be like, okay, I just absolutely cannot do this anymore. You know, now she, she's not stopping at me. Now she's going to my children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then the mama bear comes out because you're thinking, okay, there is no way I am letting my children go through what I had to do.
0: And then the ki- she starts playing the kids against... You yes. yes, and then
1: you know, and then the one you know in my the younger one. Why does she treat? You know, they start to notice. They'll get at an age where they start to notice the difference too. And now they're feeling, you know, it's like you go back in your childhood. Now my youngest is feeling all those feelings that you did that I had, and I'm like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs>
0: yeah, from the same person, and really, you just want to protect them, right? Yeah.
1: So and and I often and another thing is too is this might seem kind of rude, but when we are in a conversation and they start in i have the ability now to if they get rude or they you know mm-hmm. get baiting or whatever it may be i'll just stop whether it's by phone by text person to person i'm like okay this conversation's over i'm not doing this and i will walk away
0: and that's funny because it used to be that you didn't dare stop oh, a conversation because well, you, you were
1: fearful to yeah, do that and what's going to happen
0: but then then all of a sudden one day you realize what 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 will happen if i don't respond
1: Right, and then I oh, realized, nothing. well, I'm the adult. This is my home, my children. You know, yep. you start to be like, why am I putting up with those? Yep. And why take that? And it gets easier. Off, and it gets easier. Yeah. I think there's something to the to the saying: the older the the older you get, the more you're like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing. Why am I putting up with this? <laughs> it's definitely where I. I know, and at.
0: I have people all the time go, "Oh, I wish I could be in my 20s again," and I think. No, thank you. No, thank you. The other, the last question I wanted to go over is: um, Will it ever change? In your experience, has it ever changed? No. It so whether you're five or 16 or it 35, will never
1: change. I have often said that I look at it as I don't see things. You have to look at it as. You need to accept that they are the way they are, not how you want them to be. Mm-hmm. So in any situation. So no, in my experience. And once you it accept, will never change. Once you always...
0: expect them to act like that, you don't get so disappointed when they do.
1: Right? You know absolutely. Well, that's just like this last visit with my mother. You know we had one visit and it wasn't too now when I say not too bad. It's still there are some toxic things going on, but to the level that I'm used to, it was pretty good. And then the next visit, you know, I'm still all worked up because I think, oh, you know, it's the girl's birthday and she really wants to come out. And she comes out and, oh, she was hell on wheels. And you're like, oh, why do I do this to myself? And, you know, it's all going through
0: your head. And Melissa says, why does she do that for, to herself? And us at the office are going, why is she doing this? We <laughs> do like, this every
1: six months. Yeah. So, and I think, well, it's only for three or four days. You know, surely I should be able to deal with it for three or four days. But I'm telling you, don't put yourself through it. It's just not worth it. So anyway, and then, you know, the next time they want to come. So you always have that, okay, what are we getting this time? Mm-hmm. So that's why you need to put the boundary up. Okay, I know you want to come for two weeks, but you know what? About three or four days is all we can get through.
0: Yeah, and Let's that's
1: Let's do three fair. or four days. Because anybody can kind of hold their tongue for three or four right. days.
0: And honestly, they are going to want whatever you say no to. Right. So it's, it's not going to matter what doesn't you matter. set up. They're going to not You're going to like get
1: the saying, comment. Yeah. You're going to, you know, this last time we were on a little mini vacation and when my mother wanted to come out and you know she said oh I want to come for a week and I said well you know we don't get along that that well that long so and I just want I just want you to be happy it's your vacation how about we make it a long weekend you know you try to put it in a way that it benefits them because it's all about them and what they want so and her answer back was very derogatory and she wasn't happy about it and you know so instead of getting the answer that she wanted. I didn't answer back. I waited a day. And I said, well, you can book your ticket for whatever you time you want, but just know that I do not feel obligated to put up with your behavior. You will stay in a hotel if that's the case. When she contacted me to tell me when she was coming, mm-hmm. she was coming from Thursday to Monday. You know, she she made it Smaller, right, or shorter
0: and now, five years ago, you would have let her come for two weeks I, and you would have been miserable yes,
1: absolutely yeah,
0: yeah. it's just I think it gets easier, mm-hmm. and you start recognizing when you start getting that tense feeling in your stomach and it yeah. brings on triggers and when mm-hmm. I you, have too
1: many triggers yes There's, I know, you know i've just come it used to bother me that I had so many triggers i 'm like, how can one person or persons you know bother me that much? I know what they 're doing. I know the characteristics. I, you know, I know how they work. But when you've been dealing with it for so long, you just have them. You have but to I, accept them. But I think that
0: you, you were at a point too that you didn't realize that you were allowed to to do yeah. to not bend over backwards well, for them. And now, you know, now you know that you don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. And and, and
1: I've really learned that from the past six years because I I also lived with a or I live with a person that feels very obligated to put up. With the behavior, they mm-hmm. have a toxic person in their life, and they're like, "Oh, that's just so and so. I it's just how they are. You have to deal with it." And you've so, realized you don't have to. And deal I realize I don't have to deal right. with it. And I feel a lot. I mean, it's like a lot of weight off your shoulders once you come to terms yeah. with the fact that you don't have to. You don't have to put up with their behavior. Yeah. It's, it's, yep.
0: Because you're, you're not going to change them. No. Um. So anyway, we get Melissa on the podcast because um, I don't have um, a experience with um, a toxic parent. In fact, I am headed home here just shortly to visit my parents, um, and I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. So it actually works out really well that Melissa is here so she can answer some of the questions that I really don't have firsthand experience with. Uh, again, you are welcome to message in uh, questions. You can do it through the Facebook page or the Instagram page or the new website. They're all Coaching with Dr. Heidi. I should be pretty easy to find. And until next week, um, thanks Melissa for being here oh, again. My pleasure. I say I say thanks for being here, but really she's in the office with me all the time, so she's always here. But um, I'm glad that she has been able to talk about um, some stuff that I don't have firsthand. And I'll tell you, she at the conferences is gonna start doing this. the um, the split outs or what do we call them?
1: Breakaways.
0: Breakaways um, for people who specifically want to talk about and learn to deal with the toxic parent. So um, anyway, thank you again, and we will talk to you next week.